This meeting to order. Start with a prayer and a pledge. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together. Let only the truth come forward so we know what to do with regard to the situation at hand. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, and indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Here. Mr. Bronner? Here. Mr. Bishop? Here. Mr. Boehner? Here. Mr. Tommen? Here. Mrs. Kroger? Here. Mrs. Edichico? Here. We have seven present. We have a quorum for business, also a quorum for legislation. However, there is no legislation tonight. A uh, little housekeeping note for everybody in the room. This is a one-topic meeting. Those of you that have a copy of the agenda from over there, uh, we'll see what the uh, discussion items are. And they are the proposed stop sign at Dorian and Siebenthaler, traffic issues with the Classical Academy, the future plans for the Classical Academy. But first, we'll start off with emails from residents. Um, I received five. Uh, the first one from Don Ealing. <clears throat> it is very obvious to me that the traffic backup each day on Siebenthaler is due to the school using a public road for staging vehicles for student pickup. The staging of vehicles should be on the school grounds. The school has a very large lot and is not being used to its fullest capacity. Also, the school could go, to, could go, could go the two pickup times to reduce the volume. Also, placing a stop sign at Dorian and Siebenthaler will only compound the issue and will not slow down the traffic. The backup each day is very dangerous and black and blocks the access of fire trucks and emergency vehicles. I have worked 38 years in logistics <clears throat> and have spent two years helping the Cincinnati Public School with similar issues. This is a simple issue and can be solved. Second email from Chris and Sherry Fritch. I am respectfully requesting that additional signage be part of the new three-way stop on Siebenthaler at Dorian be added that reads, no stop required when turning right for traffic traveling north on Siebenthaler when wanting to turn onto Dorian Drive. This signage will not impact the reason for the new stop signs being installed and will move traffic onto Dorian quicker when high volumes of traffic start to build up on Siebenthaler for school traffic. I have lived on Dorian since 2012 and turning right onto Dorian with, without a stop has never been a concern or safety hazard for vehicular or pedestrian traffic. Okay. Third email from Deb Whitworth. While, while I am unable to attend today's meeting, I would like to state I have no objection to the stop sign at Dorian and Siebenthaler. Living between Carroll and Dorian, we witnessed numerous vehicles traveling at a, high, at a high rate of speed. I believe the stop sign would deter daily commuters and visitors as well as delivery trucks from barreling up and down Siebenthaler. We have one frequent crazy FedEx driver. I would like to recommend signs be installed <clears throat> reminding drivers of the school zone speed. I believe there is only one right off of Hunt Road on Siebenthaler. Fourth email from Jeff and Holly Norton. We are writing in regards to the proposal of stop sign installation on Siebenthaler Avenue. We know that during CCA uh, school hour traffic backs up onto Hunt Road, but how does installing a stop sign help the issue? A stop sign, in our opinion, would prevent a constant flow of traffic even at a slow rate of speed. 
We believe that a stop sign would further create backup onto Hunt Road, causing more problems on a much more congested roadway. The school has been efficient in communicating in communication to the residents. In August, we were notified by the school to expect increased activity during certain times of day. They have always sent mail <clears throat> apology to our home when, we, when an issue has occurred. In our experience, the drivers dropping off and picking up their children have been courteous, allowing us to exit from Dorian Drive onto Siebenthaler Avenue. We understand the frustration of the residents on Siebenthaler towards the school and hope, and hope that the school and the city can rectify this problem together. And the fifth email from Carol and Robert Vonderhaar. My husband and I have been residents of Siebenthaler for 15 years and are very concerned with the proposed growth of the Classical Academy. Since the school has opened, traffic on the street has been extremely disruptive. For several hours every I'm sorry, for several hours every weekday, it is virtually impossible for us to access our driveway. Cars constantly block our driveway. We have to plan our schedule knowing that we will not be able to enter or exit our driveway during the school drop-off and pickup times. The posted speed of 25 miles per hour is ignored daily for the drivers of students that are, that are late for school. If the school gets its wish and they are allowed to expand the campus at its current location, the traffic situation will become unbearable. Siebenthaler was not built to withstand the increased amount of cars that a, that a school expansion will bring. The lack of another access point to the campus is alarming in an emergency situation. My husband and I would like to formally express our opposition to the proposed school expansion. And leaves a phone number if we'd like to be contacted further. And that's it. Thank you. All right. Um, is there a motion to receive and file those communications? I'll make a motion. Second. Motion to receive and file the communications as written by Mrs. Edichigo, second by Mrs. Kroger. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Carries by voice vote. <coughs> okay. So at this point, <clears throat> it's not really on the agenda, but the reason you're here is to be able to speak. Is there anyone in the audience who would like to speak on the subject? Come right on up. Uh, council, I would, uh, because this is a special meeting and uh, there are so many people, you may consider dispensing with the five-minute limit. We don't know who's going to need more time or not. I'm Sister Jerry. I live at the other end of the... I live on the property, so I don't see what's happening up at Dorian. <laughs> but the first letter we got saying that this was going to happen said it had nothing to do with the traffic. It's the, the, the slant <coughs> of the street. That street has been slanted that same way for 50 or 60 years, so I don't know why all of a sudden now it's slanted the wrong way and it has to stop for people to get out. We were talking before the meeting when people were saying, you know, they're very courteous. I have not found a, a discourteous member of the school. You know, it, it's, it's congested. Yes, there's people. But I've not found anyone discourteous. In fact, they thank us for letting them be there. They're, I've never seen anything like that. So again, I'm not up by Dorian, but it makes no sense to me to add a stop sign to slow traffic down even worse. The only time I see speeding is, as someone said, if kids are late, mom's dad, dad are bringing them down quickly, or early in the morning, some of the teachers come flying down a little early. Uh, we walk at 6.30, so some of them are coming down pretty fast, but there's no, tra no foot traffic except us. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Anyone else? Oh, there's a lot of people here. Come on up. 
Mark saying on how they go, 141 Siementhal. I've been up there for 28 years. Now, I don't want to get my house hanged, but I propose the stop sign. <laughs> I did it because there's no crosswalks on Siementhal. And then the neighborhood's changing, going from older to young, with more kids. But there's not a crosswalk on Siementhal. And my thing is, that will break the speed. Right at Dorian. It's, it's not this traffic in the morning or afternoon because it's so backed up you can't speed on the street. It's the kids that are late, the parents are flying down the street. It's, you know, evening and morning. So I think a stop time at that point will be a break where then they have to start their speed over again, you know, and, and do it that way. And I, myself, I like the school down there as it is now, not expanded. The, the traffic, you know, you can put up with the kind of time when you leave in the morning or if you got doctor's appointment, you still get in and out because people are courteous. So I'm the one at the proposed stop sign. I think it's I think it's a good idea, but I do support the school. The grounds are clean, the kids are courteous. Last year we had a problem with some parents getting out of their car, changing diapers and you know, and people's yards yard. But this year it's been great. You know, I think the flow is fine. Can't get any bigger. Apparently, I guess they've signed a contract with St. Pete's for the next two years for fifth through eighth. I haven't heard that for certain. Yeah, see, I've heard that, that they're definitely going through fifth through eighth down at St. Peter and Paul, and so we'll have kindergarten through fourth up on Cedarville. And the grounds are nice. I think the curriculum, the kids are courteous. I think they're doing the they're doing the right thing. So, but I'm the one proposed the stop sign. So. I just did it for speed control and crosswalk for the younger kids on the street now. We don't have a crosswalk. So it's a mad dash. My grandkids live catty corner from me. And the hill slopes down. The problem with that, when they're, when they're at the top of the hill, they can't see over that slope. So if somebody's coming up late from the school and they're going 30, 40 miles an hour, you know, somebody's going to okay. get hit. So I think we need a crosswalk. Lord knows who's going to use it. You know, the kids are going to still going to throw it out, but I think it'll be a good break for that traffic coming. It will open up the area. I don't think it will slow down traffic because they're going to stop anyway. They should leave that intersection open regardless of if it's a stop sign or not. Not blocked it. You know, I think it gets a lot of blocking intersection like that anyway, which happens. But with the stop sign, you'll get that break at the area, you know, break that speed and slow them down. That's it. Okay. Thank okay. you. Thanks for coming. Anyone else? I had a conversation with Bob as far as I'm the guy that has the pickup truck down at the bottom of the hill that we've had some <coughs> issues with and concerns. Um, so he came to me the last meeting we talked and I removed that truck and it's like Indy 500 down there. The traffic, I get grandkids down there, the traffic is so bad, fast. Sue, did you send the, we sent a video of a guy, it was unbelievable. And like apparently the school was supposed to talk to him I don't know if they did, but it's like Indy 500 down there. And that's why I kept that truck there, to slow them down. So I moved it and it's gotten worse. So that's my biggest concern, is just the speed. You know, I don't know if that stop sign is gonna work or not work, but it sure would slow them down some. And my proposal is, maybe we need some policemen up there. I don't mean to give tickets, just to slow them down and have some type of presence there. So, you know, maybe give some warnings or something, but we don't see any police there at all. 
Let me ask a couple of questions. I mean, I'll be able to answer some of your One, I've asked the school to look into hiring off-duty Hamilton County Sheriff's for traffic detail. One at Seventhaler Hunt and one at the other end of Seventhaler to address what you just said, the traffic. Now, I know I talked to Andy Brunner today who was up there. Traffic wasn't bad at all today. I don't know what happened, but, uh, but the stop sign, the biggest reason from the, the people that did the stop sign analysis wasn't speeding so much as people coming out door and they can't see people coming up because of all the cars backed up so that lack of sight or clearance is why they recommend a stop sign the second reason if you you've seen people up there flying down the street and they realize it's not a dead it's not a dead end street they turn around and they fly back up the hill in excess of 60 50 60 miles an hour i don't have no idea how many alleys stop when i get down the road it happens at least two or three nights a week. You know, some of these people are neighbors. I don't know. I don't know why you would drive that fast on that street. But um, it's bad a lot of times in the summer, speeding on the street. So the stop sign would help slow that down a little bit. Um, we're not going to do anything with the street, uh, is what Sister was saying. We're not going to change the slope. But I understand uh, when... They first put the no parking on the east side of the street up. Uh, and I was made aware of that, so I walked down that morning, next morning to see it. And it was like 85, 500 miles. I mean, they were just flying over that hill. Nobody beyond Bobby Vundar's house would be able to get out of their driveway. Nobody. Because you can't see them. Um, now, the school is, as far as the one person that talked about the, the school bus uh, issue, uh, I don't think that person is driving that school bus anymore. They've already sent letters to all through all their school districts. And it was Mason School was what it was. Um, I talked to Joe up there. And uh, but but that, may, that guy is not driving a bus anymore in our area. I don't know where he's at. Uh, they're getting there earlier. But I have, I've got to send another email to the police chief because, Bo, we're having more problems now with FedEx. They're going so fast, the neighbors can't even get a picture of this truck. And they're going left to center with all the cars are packed up in the morning. And, I, you know, I don't know if, if I could find a number to get all the FedEx and UPS and, and Amazon say, you know, between 8.30 and 2.30, stay the hell off our street because you're not going to go anywhere. I know you got a time crunch, but don't come up there between 8.30 and 2.30. Uh, but we got, we got issues. But I'm, I was going to email the chief and talk about that a little bit. I mean, they're just flying. You know, we already had one issue with the school buses going on the left to center, and this is early November. Cars were couldn't go up, couldn't go up, leave the campus because the school bus was coming down. So they drove out in Eric Fishesser's yard, or they drove out in Sue's yard when he was having his driveway done. And I said, that's just not acceptable. We can't have people driving in people's yards. Luckily, it was when during that dry period, it didn't hurt the yards that, but it's not a safe thing to do because they're driving on the sidewalk and curb and everything else. Um, but the school's addressing some of those, and I, I, I want to make sure you knew that. Well, that was kind of funny you bring it up, that driveway that I had for it. The guys that were working on my driveway, they were actually out in the street telling them to slow down. That's yeah. how bad it was. The guys didn't have anything in the game. You know, it's kind of interesting. Right, right. They're out there screaming at them, slow down. I mean, in the terrible, it is terrible. I mean, and we have four schools. All we used to have six schools, and it was every one of them. Every one. 
people would say just you know, people would drop kids off at central school and run the stop sign it's it's beyond belief it's so anyway anyone else believe people do it come on up It's it, it's it's working. It's just very low. That mic probably ought to be replaced. The uh, the meetings being the meetings being recorded and broadcast audio, uh, the audio portion live. Right. Well, if you if you're anywhere near it, if you're anywhere near the mic, the the audience online actually can can hear it. So it's being recorded. Anyone else? We have two at a time. We just it's a race. Turn speakers up a little bit. Turn the speakers up. I think we need to turn them up a little bit. Yeah. Do you want to put yours up there, Carla? Hi, Sue Renderly. Just you, you can again, pull the mic out of there and hold just it. Just again, I think you, we need to have, like what we have on Bolser, the speed limit signs coming down the hill just to help slow the traffic down <coughs> and maybe going up the hill. I think that would help a lot. Thanks. Uh, Dennis Ealing, my uh, stop sign will be right off my driveway. I don't. I, I think personally, I, I drive down Reading Road down to the zoo, and they have since I have rubber speed bumps. They're not permanent like Thurnridge. Why don't they put those up there? That's that slows you down bigger neck. So that's the only thing I got to say. And just to say, you know, we we've, we've looked into those before. You know, they're, they're horrible for public works and snow remove, removal. And every year when you remove the bolt, if you take them out so public works can do their job, those bolts, you know, you destroy them. So you got to drill new holes the next year. Anyway, it's why we more prefer the type of speed humps that are on Thurn Ridge. And that being said, they don't like them on hills, uh, our engineers, because of the danger of it. So anyway, just the two cents worth it. <laughs> No, the, no. You're, you're being heard. You can. Not you don't, really. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Angie Latire, uh, 157 Seventhaler. Um, what if the stop sign is good? I'm fine with it, but I said look into a right turn only on the Hunt Road um, during school hours. That way, traffic could move more freely. And if you do have somebody turning left, like you do at the high school, they're probably going to get a horn because. They're holding up a lot of traffic. Um, the other one would be maybe possible the bigger speed humps that are like on Thurn Ridge, just from maybe the top of the hill down to the circle. Those would be my only things to consider. Thank you. Anyone else? A lot of people here. You know, does anybody know? I almost wish we would have gone the opposite way. I'm still not here, and they're going to stay for sure. Yeah going for sure if they're going to grow for sure we have he's ready to come up is now. anybody right. yeah. hold on hold on hold on we, we have a representative from the school so is he ready yep. to come up yeah. jed you want to come this, this is jed hartley Hart, hartley hartine i'm sorry the president of school board and he's here to answer his questions and talk about their future plans you, you can that's right and uh thank Thanks first to the to the council and the mayor for having this this meeting and getting to meet some of you. We corresponded by email and such. Um, um, we, we couldn't be happier. Let me say first of all to, to be in Reading. We we've been uh, very happy with the community and and the city and um, you know 
so that being said, uh, this year, um, this year we're, we kind of feel like we're, we, we are at maximum capacity. And so our plans for next year are to, um, we're going to continue to add another grade level each year. So next year we are, with the addition of seventh grade, we are seeking a lease agreement with uh, Our Lady of the Valley to locate at the Saints, former St. Saints Peter and Paul School down at, I think, 300 West Vine Street. Uh, we don't have a lease agreement yet. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, we don't have a lease agreement yet, but um, we expect one uh, to be signed in the next month or two, <coughs> the sooner the better. Um, and the plan for next year is to split the campus between, split the school between the two campuses. So we would revert back uh, at Siebenthaler to approximately 450 students. Right now we're at 600. So we would go back to the number of students that we had in our first year, last year. And then, um, yeah, St. Peter and Paul down in the Valley would, would have the remainder, um, what is that, uh, 200, 250, 300 students or so. Um, beyond that, we, uh, we don't know. Um, we don't know where we're going. We've been uh, working for three years now, looking at uh, dozens of options throughout Greater Cincinnati from Miami Township up to Hamilton, um, Blue Ash, Springdale, and every locale in between um, to figure out what best serves the mission uh, and purpose and the growth plans for the school. Uh, it's, a, it's a tremendously difficult task if any of you, you know, have, have experience with this. There are dozens of criteria to meet dozens of hope, hopes and wishes to uh, strive for, compromises to be made um, on you know, location, size, uh, do you need a gym, do you need a performance auditorium, you know, just, it, it, it's endless. Uh, sure. zo zoning issues, et cetera. So this has been really the most uh, taxing project of, of the school founding and uh, establishment. Um, so, so we appreciate you know your your patience and uh, the pa patience of, of our neighbors and on Siebenthaler. Um, we uh, <clears throat> leasing the property at Siebenthaler, which we love and, and we'd love to stay there. Um, we recognize the, um, the the difficulties with the uh, single residential road leading back to the property, not having two access points. Uh, we recognize the traffic issue and we appreciate the feedback from, from all of the, uh, of the residents uh, that we've received. Um, we've made ourselves available at every turn to discuss these issues with, with the residents and with you, the council. So again, I'm very grateful that, that you called this, this meeting. Um, we recognize that it's a, uh, improbable that that location could serve our long-term vision of 1,200 students or so, maybe less, I don't know, um, uh, due, due to these concerns. Um, it's not something we have entirely ruled out yet, we, just because we make decisions based on data. We don't make presumptions. So we've commissioned a traffic study, which has been underway for the past three months. We've been doing traffic counts at the same time uh, your city council has been uh, having their, their traffic studies done. Um, so we, it, 
<clears throat> we can guess what those results will be, but we don't know until we know. Uh, as you may have heard, uh, our focus for the past uh, nine months or so has been on a property in Miami Township um, at near Ward's Corner. And there was a, uh, and, and we've, so, so we haven't really done any work on investigating the Siebenthaler location uh, in the last, last nine months as we've been focused on the Miami Township property. We made it very far in developing those plans with a lease, lease and purchase, uh, purchase option agreement with the owner. Uh, we've, we've fully developed our um, uh, tax-exempt bond, bond financing uh, to, uh, to, uh, to finance the project. Uh, we've gone through traffic studies there. We've done geotechnical studies. We've done um, uh, photometric studies. We've, I mean, you name it, building scans. We've worked with a design build team to remodel the interiors of those buildings that we're considering. We have every, we had everything lined up except the zoning permission because it's currently zoned for industrial, um, which doesn't allow for the existence of schools. Um, so uh, it was just last Thursday night that the Miami Township trustees met and they voted uh, in, in favor of denying our rezoning request to allow our school to locate there. Uh, we are still uh, very interested in pursuing every avenue available to us to secure that location for our um, um, K through 12 campus. Um, how that will turn out, we don't know. So it's always been our philosophy to pursue every avenue available to us, not just with one property, but with lots of properties. We always need plan B, C, D, E, and F because this is just so difficult. And that's one of the reasons why we would never rule out <coughs> Siebenthaler as a permanent campus location until we had the data to tell us that the sacrifices that would be required to be there wouldn't be worth it. We don't know, honestly, whether 600 would be the maximum enrollment that we could have at that location, um, or whether it would be 800, or whether it be 1,000, or 1,200. Um, and so I think uh, some of the questions about the so-called expansion plans arose um, in the spring because uh, perhaps we, we erred a little bit in being too transparent with, with our thoughts. And it was really nothing more than a thought experiment to tell the community that we might not stay here. Uh, we held a meeting in early spring uh, to let them know the main intention was to let our community know that we were looking at this property in Miami Township. Um, and, and to get that on their radar of just starting to think okay, we might not be here at Siebenthaler forever. We also presented the idea that we will look into potentially staying at Siebenthaler. Um, and we would commission a traffic study to investigate and study that. So um, that's kind of where we are. We, we've, I've toured probably five or six different properties that weren't Siebenthaler or Miami Township in the past two weeks because that's how active our search is, and that's how convinced we are that we uh, need to continue to look because we haven't found the solution yet. We have not found the solution at Siementhaler. We have not found the solution 
at Miami Township, and so we work in earnest uh, to continue that, that work. Um, all that we know at this point, in fact, we don't even know this, but next year, uh, our, our intention is to have a split campus between uh, um, Siebenthaler and down in the valley. Uh, maybe, I don't even, we don't even have that lease yet. I haven't even seen the draft. So uh, maybe that could extend for two years. I don't know. Um, that's where we are. And honestly, that, that's, the, that's the challenge of uh, trying to meet the needs of, of the school and um, the, the success that we've achieved with, with our enrollment demand. We've got you know, 600 kids this year in their second year. Uh, in our first year of the school, I don't know if any of you got to see the annual report and the state testing results, but Cincinnati Classical Academy was the number one uh, community school in the state of Ohio for early literacy. That's number one out of uh, 279 schools in our first year. Um, and uh, we already had had a waiting list from the spring of 430 students in addition to the 600 that we admitted. Um, and that was before these te state test results came out. So um, we're, we're greatly uh, heartened and uh, appreciative and grateful for the, the success that the school has had. Um, and uh, we uh, consider it our charge to meet the challenge of the demand of the families around uh, greater Cincinnati. There's, there's been nothing more uh, fulfilling for me in my life, honestly, than having to undertaken this, the, the, the task of founding this school. And I had no idea how fulfilling that would be until I met the moms and dads and heard their expressions of gratitude and um, th that it's been life-changing, life-changing. I mean, they tell me stories about uh, driving home. I mean, it, it, let, let me first tell you about the, the geographic, the demographics of where our students are coming from. Those. Those thousand students that applied to the school in the spring are coming from 60 different zip codes, from 35 different school districts. I didn't know there were 35 school districts in, in the greater Cincinnati area. They're coming from, from Oxford. They're coming from Springboro. They're coming from um, Lebanon, Amelia, Batavia, New Richmond, Delhi, Hamilton. I mean. And, and, they, and the parents uh, tell, relate stories to us about how they continue their classwork on the drive home. That that, that 45 minute drive each way, it's not a burden, but they, they all carpool and they've got three or four students. One might be in sixth grade, one might be in third grade, and one another in second grade. And they, they talk to each other about the geography they've learned. They talk to each other about the tenses of different verbs. And you know the second grader will say, Oh, well, that's not fair. I only know one tense. I only know the present perfect, you know. Um, so th these are the kind of stories and, and the impact uh, is, is what uh, really drives the school to want to be uh, 12 or 1300 students. Now that's an upper limit that Hillsdale College sets on how big your school can be. That's kind of the terms of the, of the agreement of being a Hillsdale College member school. Um, and so it's always been the board's ambition to achieve that because we know that we have the demand here. If that doesn't make sense for whatever property that we can locate, then, then we won't be that big. Um, so it's a again, it's a matter of balancing these different desires and wishes and uh, versus realistic constraints of finances and, 
and property and traffic and, and all the other types of matters. Um, so I hope that answered your, que your question. Um, well, really appreciate the communication and have appreciated it all along. <laughs> you know, as, as we think about daily safety issues and especially we were having the discussion yesterday, long term, it, it, it's easier the more we know, um, yeah. you know, going forward. So we'll continue to, to work with you and work with our residents yeah. as well. We're asked to provide any information. I've tra <coughs> traded some emails and some information with Mr. Boehner. Uh, some of the residents and we're just absolutely happy to do so anytime whether it's here or up at the school or at someone's residence. Mr. So, Powell. Thank you. Uh, quick question. What what additional could be done to encourage additional carpooling? You had mentioned the carpooling and if we uh, had more people carpooling it may eliminate some of the the issues that, that we've been seeing. I, I don't know exactly what more can be done because we're already doing a lot. We've got a, a carpool coordinator who uh, reaches out to, and, and it's in the weekly announcements of who the carpool coordinator is, um, and, and it's done very extensively at this point. Um, okay. Yeah. Mr. Tom. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming. Congratulations on your success. Um, do you know where we are as far as uh, with Our Lady of the Valley? You said you hope to be there, but there's not a lease signed yet. Um, do you like a time frame? You know when this is going to come to a head? I, I wish I knew. I, I, I write to the uh, to the parish every uh, week or two um, to, to get to look for updates because you know we've got several hundred families that are waiting to uh, to, to know. Um, I believe that the it has gone through the parish council. Uh, probably Mr. Ashbrook might be able to correct me, but it's gone through the parish council. It's gone through the pastor. It's gone through the business office at the parish. Uh, it's been through the family of parishes council, if if that's a thing. I know there are a few a few uh, committees, uh, lease committee, uh, and I believe it's now downtown with the archdiocese. Okay. And one other thing, you, you said you are conducting your own traffic survey or study. Do you know when you anticipate the results of that? I, I expect we'll have it uh, within the next month. It's been, it's been ongoing for quite some time. Um, so I'd say within the next month or so. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. And we'd love hearing that. Yep. Yeah. Mr. Brainer. Yeah. And, and, and we, we commissioned that. Uh, um, you know, the question we posed to them was, please t do, do the study so that we as the school have the information about what the impact is going to be so that we can make a decision. Don't conduct this study, you know, like you have an appraisal done when, you're, when you've got a contract uh, to, to purchase a home and the appraiser comes out and he justifies it just for exactly your sales price. I said, do, do not do that for us. We want to know because we don't want to have justification on paper and from an engineering uh, firm saying the traffic's okay when it's not. We're not looking to get permission uh, for a situation that is going to cause headaches for the school and headaches for the neighborhood or anyone else in the long run. We want to be in a place because we, we've got a 50-year, 100-year plan. I mean, we want to be around a long time and we want to have good neighborly relationships. So we want. We want from the traffic study to know the truth about how um, how things would play out. Mr. Boehner. Uh, Jed, do you know if uh, 
I know I, I met with um, Michael Rose and the director of operations. If they've gotten any closer to looking into hiring the off-duty traffic detail. I don't know. Mr. Muse is here. <coughs> Uh, Mike Muse, I'm the director of school operations. Uh, no, sir, we have not. Okay. Um, when you came down and spoke with us, uh, it was right at the kind of the beginning of the school year. Uh, someone mentioned here today that uh, we have uh, uh, it was a quieter day as far as traffic. When you have 120 kids doing Taekwondo, that lessens traffic. So we have that twice twice a week, but every day of the week we have kids that are in clubs. So the traffic that you're seeing now is significantly less than what you saw the first couple of weeks of school because we didn't have the clubs in session yet. Um, so that's kind of the reason why we have not done that quite yet. Okay. Um, plus, we want to kind of get an idea from the traffic study what they would recommend before we just bring on a police officer to stage him haphazard wherever. So we get recommendations from him. Maybe we could figure out where he would be best served. Yeah. I've asked this question before, and I, I don't. Have you thought about staggering the start times of some of the classes, just to so you don't have all the people going there at the same time? The challenge with that, again, sir, is the fact that we have uh, a high number of siblings. Oh, okay. So if we have a seventh grader, a third grader, and a kindergartner, that makes it challenging. So, say we start the seventh grader earlier. And so mom has to sit out in the parking lot for an extra half an hour, 45 minutes with the kindergartner in the car. I would not want to be that mom. Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate coming down. Yes, sir. Uh, Jed, I, I really sort of appreciate you answering all those questions. We, we have an open line with, I've met with Michael a couple times last year as well. Uh, but it, it's answered a very good question because uh, it looked like today that, like it was Friday, it was school. Half the school didn't show up or something, you know. And two weeks ago, it was like Katie bar the door. But I got to tell you though, this year versus last year, a lot more parents are more agreeable about uh, letting people in and out without any trouble at all. You still got a few that I mean they won't block my driveway or my neighbor's driveway. And all of a sudden, I get well maybe I'll go ahead and I get ready to leave, and all of a sudden a car comes out of nowhere, goes left to center, and pulls up right twenty driveways. <coughs> And I, that's going to happen. I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't tend to leave early anyway, so I don't want to uh, speak for anybody else. But uh, it has gotten better. Uh, the stop sign is not their idea just to place the school parents. The idea was to help the school and people getting out of Dorian, but it's also to slow down the neighbors and other people speeding up down the street after school or before school. Okay, so the stop sign wasn't strictly to punish the school or whatever people are trying to say. Uh, and there has been some people uh, tonight and, and last the meeting we had was against the uh, stop sign. And I don't know how in the world we would put a sign up saying you could have a right turn uh, with a stop sign. You can't have a sign saying ignore the stop sign if you turn right. That just doesn't work. I don't, I don't see how that's possible. But, I've seen it. Uh, I'm going to still recommend we, yeah, so we put a stop sign up and I, you know, uh, we probably have to maybe have a meet another vote next week to give Patrick uh, uh, authorization to move forward with that if that's if that's why the vote comes out. But uh, but it, anybody have any questions about the school? 
get a hold of me or whatever, I'll go down and talk to them anytime. Okay? You had a question, sir? I have a very simple question. Sir, if you don't mind, could you come up and speak into the microphone? We need to the microphone. And okay. I normally don't need a microphone. I can get loud. <laughs> it's better than a microphone. It's for the, yeah. it's for the people listening online. I, I, I live on Dorian Drive. And I have a question basically for the school and for the city. What's the occupancy of that building? What did the fire marshal set that occupancy at? Any public building that you have, you have an occupancy that is set by a fire marshal. It should be posted. What is it? It should be posted. No. It's posted at somewhere, but I, I couldn't tell you what it was. Yes. And I hear him talking about going from 450 students to 600 and... 600 now. Right now. Yes, sir. Okay. And talking about 1,100 students. Now, wait a minute. You can't pack people into a building that tight. No, I'm sorry. There'd be more buildings. The he ha they have plans to build more buildings on that site. No. Let's, let's have the school. Then I would suggest that the council consider traffic that is involved with that. Okay? While we're here. You have to consider everything that's involved with that. I'm not sure what your laws are here in Ohio on schools, but it used to be that there was only two uh, units that governed schools. One was the fire department, the other one was public health, okay? And overcrowding that area is a public health problem. Because if I have a heart attack, how is the ambulance going to come down and get me? They talk about people being very considerate. Yes, I was trying to get out during one of these times, and people coming up the hill were very considerate and left the space for me to get off of Dorian. But as soon as I started going that way, somebody going down the hill charged my car. And that was not being a nice neighbor. I'm sorry, they could have waited the, the extra couple seconds for me to get out of the way. That, that proves the point of why we need to stop, stop sign. sign. Yes, right. I think so. And, and an officer is sitting there talking, hmm, blocking <coughs> this intersection. Here's your ticket. Believe me, that, that will slow people down. That will clear up a lot of the traffic problems. Thank you. Let's, let's you, have a school. Can you answer that question for him? I don't. I don't want. I don't want to speak out of turn. So when our, our Lady of the Valley, our Lady of the Sacred Heart, was open back in 1961, and Mayor, I believe you were at that school. Absolutely. I saw a brochure that said that school staffed and had 860 kids in that school. Well, there's no doubt about that. Okay, so but. as far as the fire code. We have fire code regulations for certain spaces, like what was the uh, uh, what was the sanctuary, which was the auditorium for us. Right. We can no longer use the auditorium to put all of our kids in because, per fire code, the code says 485 kids. We're over that. We do all of our um, assemblies now. We do two separate assemblies to fit the kids in there. Uh, in certain other spaces, like the cafeteria, we have three lunches. 
because fire code says we can only fit X number of kids in there. So as far as the overall building, there's not a code for the overall building. It's certain individual spaces. Each classroom only has 25 to 26 children. That easily has no problem as far as fire code. And to another comment that was made earlier, um, I think you made a, a comment, sir, about uh, that uh, uh, there were videos taken. I received those videos because they were sent to our headmaster. I sent those on to the chief of police. He can't give me legally the, the owner of that vehicle, but he was kind enough to reach out to the owner of that vehicle or vehicles in those two different videos I received and made a very stern warning to them saying, you will not be doing this again. Right. Right. So I just wanted to clear up those things. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Kenny's got another question. Ken again. <coughs> when I was sitting here listening to his presentation, something stuck in my mind, the data that you do before you make a commitment on anything, right? Sure. So last year, we're here because of the traffic. Last year, the 450 kids, it didn't work then. So you brought in another to 600. So you knew that that wasn't going to work at the 450. So I'm just kind of trying to find out what your plan was on your data. It didn't work. So we're here today to discuss this. So if you would have done this data, that would, we wouldn't be up here. Well, I'll go back to, I think, quite honestly, if you, well, we had a meeting last year with it because the first school, the first month of the school year, when they opened, it was pretty bad traffic-wise, and they hired someone to handle the traffic, get in and out. And after that person was hired, that problem kind of went away for the most part. It wasn't great, but it was manageable. And I thought that was going to keep up, but evidently that gentleman was no longer there, from what I understand, talking to some of the parents and, and until. Uh, the director of operations was hired, uh, so there was a time. They, th I think they. I'm not speaking for my my own recollections. They thought they could handle another 150 with that gentleman getting cars in and out of there. Well, it came back at the end of the year. They yeah. fixed it for a minute, and then it came right back at the end of the year. It was a mess. Yeah. Well, well, I, I don't it, know if that guy got fired or who I, got fired. I, I don't know. Time, I don't know. But I mean, the the last last day of school last day of school was pretty bad. And everybody knows that, you know, and that was a combination of things that uh, I, I think they, they'll take care of that. Any other hey. final remarks from, oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say to get back to the stop sign the issue, the stop sign and the current issues of traffic. I mean, it's good to hear the future plans and, and the possibilities of what could and couldn't happen there, but, um, kind of gathering what we've received and what we've heard from people, it's pretty evenly split between those who do not want the stop sign and those who do. Um, so, I mean, really, I think the point of this meeting is to try to figure out a plan as to where to go from here. Um, I'm, um, it's hard to say. I know um, no matter what happens, not everybody will be happy, but I think the point is to try to alleviate some of the traffic and some of the safety issues. Um, like you said, trying to pull out of Dorian, um, if somebody's coming around that hill. Um, I know a couple meetings ago, Mark made a point that, you know, we can put in a stop sign, a temporary stop sign to see if that works or if it makes the situation worse. Um, it's not permanent. 
um, we can try that. Um, we can, I think it's definitely a good idea to put the speed signs up there. I do think those help. Um, I think that has helped on Bolser with the speeding through there. Um, and I believe also we have it on Reading Road and there's one going in on Galbraith as well. And I think those do help. I think that's a good idea, especially it sounds like as um, they're coming down the hill is when the speeding is really bad. So um, probably a sign in that area would help. I don't know if anybody else has any suggestions. Well, number one, from our point of view, as, as the future gets clearer, it, it, it's going to be a little bit easier for all of us. Um, you know, the sign down by the library, I think, there was quite a bit of money. And, you know, we've talked about other things from safety issues here. But number one, we haven't been 100% sure they were going to stay. And, and as you well said, so, it, you know, it, it's hard to do things. I mean, we've talked about a red light at, at Siebenthaler and... and uh, hunt you know one that would flash basically most of the day and yet you know so we've talked about a lot of things but they're not inexpensive you know even that sign down by library i think was a fifty thousand dollar and it's been wiped out two three times so it's, it's been a hundred fifty thousand dollars um so anyway it's the future we and we work with all our schools and gladly work with them you know with the numerous problems and their growing problems this nation faces education's where it's at simply you know, without excellent education, we're all headed places. We're going to have far bigger problems than, than traffic. But that's, we'll work with you. We'll work with all of you. Um, and, and we do with all our schools. Like you say, we, the problems, like I say, people run stop signs if they drop their kids off. There, there's speeding problems on Bolster. There's people dropping kids off on Bolster. They're crossing street in the dark, you know, where they shouldn't be stopping. You know, we had people on Columbia Avenue saying cars were on two wheels as they went around the bend. <laughs> This series, series. Um, and, and here, there, and everywhere. We, we wish common sense speeding, especially in the school zone. Are you kidding me? It, it, it's it's beyond to me, and yet it, it happens at all our schools. You know, if, if we can't have a cop at all our schools, we wouldn't have anybody on the road. Well, and, and next year, if, the, if they do have students at um, Our Lady of the Valley, they, we will have another one. You know, more traffic in that area as well. Another. So it. You know. you know, we would love to discuss with the school mate a drop-off sounds, you know, maybe at the Havey Fieldhouse. But I'm sure they're not, they're not going to buy a bus or arrange another bus service again without, without knowing they're going to be there. Maybe they could work with rain schools and have a drop-off zone at Hilltop and other things that could help. Um, but again, as the future gets clearer, it, it'll be easier for us to, to, you know, jump into addressing some of these things that cost money to do. And, uh, you know, we, we don't have money just to throw. And sure the school doesn't either I, th I think the stop sign for now is a great starting point um, I do see where coming down the hill where it's gonna be very beneficial um, it's of course it's gonna get run for a while um, but especially pulling off Dorian with the hill coming down it, it's it's gotta make it safe. it's gonna make it safer it ha there's really no other option but to make it safer because they they're gonna have to stop there because they can't see dorian um is that the permanent solution like katie said we don't know but we've got to start somewhere uh, so i i mean i agree with the speed limit sign actually angie i think yours is a great idea too it's just the right turn during school hours but i'm afraid that's then gonna put a whole another boatload of traffic on thern ridge in bolster and Okay. everywhere else that there's already traffic 
you know, you know, part of the problem with that is a, a fair amount, probably over 50% of the cars are going left on Hunt Road because they're going up to the roundabouts getting across county. Mm-hmm. A lot of their vehicles are coming from the northeast. Some of them actually still come down uh, Reading Road from Glendale Milford because they don't want to go through the Blue Ash mess up there sometimes. But, 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 the, right. prob- but, but the problem is if we send everybody turn right on Reading Road and go down, do you imagine what the intersection of Columbia and Reading Road is going to look like? I'm not saying necessarily send them all the way down, and I'm not necessarily saying send them all the way through Thurnridge to the highway. That's one way. You could stick them back up Bolser, then to, to Sandborn, and then they can turn back down on Hunt Road to go to, to the roundabout or right. to Furman to the highway. I just I do think it would alleviate some of the, the traffic headache of yeah. waiting for somebody to turn left. Well, Angie, study- Angie, come on up so we can hear you. <laughs> I spent uh, two hours this morning and two hours this afternoon during the pickup and drop-off times on Siebenthaler and um, you know I, I did hear it was a light day today now if we have 600 students in the school and the traffic was like it was today all the time I really didn't see a huge problem I mean there was 45 minutes in the morning and, and about the same in the afternoon where there was congestion I didn't see any traffic backing up on Hunt Road um, I think the worst thing I saw was uh, pickup time where the cars, uh, the queue they call it, and I spoke to John, the uh, traffic engineer this morning, and uh, he is still working on his, his study currently. Um, but the biggest thing is the queue, if, if somehow you could get the cars in the afternoon into the lot, maybe, instead of having them back up the street, I think that would help a lot. They do tend to, they were lined up on the curb so there was always that three lanes of traffic so it never did seem like um, it was blocked to emergency vehicles i never felt like there was a danger as far as getting a fire truck or an ambulance down the street Um, i saw a lot of courtesy i saw a lot of tolerance Um, i saw a lot of residents coming and going really as they pleased Um, so if, if it if it's always like it was today i think 600 there would be doable it would be manageable I mean, there may still need to be some changes, but I think that could happen. 
Well, so I just want to sum it up and thank everybody for coming out. Like I said, if you have any questions at all, always get a hold of me. Uh, I talk to Michael Rose probably a couple times a year, but I, I'm, I'm not afraid to get out and talk to the school, let them know what the problems are, because a few times they did not know what the problems were. And so if I got to be that conduit, that's fine. Uh, but I say the, re the, the, the school traffic is a much more um, hospitable crowd than the year before, I mean, by a large margin. And so you got still got a few people that are going to do stupid things. And, you know, they probably won't stop the stop sign either, but that's the way it goes. Uh, we can't we can't solve all the problems with a stop sign. But um, uh, I rec recommend that we have a vote next council meeting on the stop sign so Patrick knows which way we want to go and uh, move on from there. You know. Mr. Powell. Uh, I just wanted to bring up a few items from the traffic control study, the actual text of it, that may bring some light into, you know, kind of, kind of the decision and what we're, we're weighing here. So under the visibility and unclear traffic control, uh, the line of parked stand and standing cars and the pickup drop-off line creates extremely limited sight distance for vehicles turning left from Dorian Drive. Even after pulling out onto Siebenthaler, it is still not enough sight distance to make an informed decision to turn. This was displayed in the video capture in Figure 7 below. It sounded like kind of a similar situation that that gentleman shared. And then it goes on to say, the vehicle uh, in this figure, the vehicle on Dorian Drive, slowly crept out onto Siebenthaler to see past the pickup line and was finally able to go when the southbound vehicle stopped. This is both a problem for the vehicle turning from Dorian and the vehicles on Siebenthaler due to the unexpected stop. Waving on traffic appears to be a regular occurrence at the intersection and is neither safe nor acceptable traffic control. So they may be friendly waving you on and stuff, but if you take that advice, you're kind of taking your life into your own hands when you pull out. Uh, a couple of other interesting things was they looked at the speed data and they uh, talk about the 85th percentile speed, which basically 85% of the traffic was at or below that speed. Uh, for all three days of the study period, the overall uh, speed was 31 miles an hour in the southbound and 28 in the northbound. Uh, and then they went on to say, since the speeds are slow during the peak school time, a second data set was created uh, the school, with the school hours removed to evaluate the free flow data. The 85th percentile speed was 32 miles an hour in the southbound direction and 30 in the northbound direction. And this is representative of a data set of roughly 1,500 vehicles over a three-day period. So we know the recommendation was for a, a, essentially a three-way stop at Siebenthaler and Dorian. Uh, and it goes on to stay at the bottom of the paragraph. While conflicts at this intersection are limited to the 20-minute windows in the morning and afternoon, implementing traffic control on all three approaches will establish uniform right-of-way uh, and force vehicles to stop before proceeding. This will significantly reduce the conflicts related to school traffic as detailed in this memo. So that that's kind of... 
I hear a lot of that it, to slow the cars down, and this was never, the recommendation was never about uh, slowing the cars down. The recommendation was all about sight distance for cars attempting to make the left pulling out when the traffic was in place. Uh, it's, like it said, it's only 20-minute windows in the morning and afternoon where it's a problem, but it is a problem, so it, it should be addressed. And when safety is a consideration, that that should be given a top priority. See, it's also possible that uh, that same analysis Dave just gave will also apply to Hunt and Siebenthaler because it's it's been I've witnessed uh, a couple times uh, waiting to turn left on the Siebenthaler uh, at dismissal time and the cars people letting people out and by the time I get down there there's nobody in the right everybody in the left lane but the people coming down Hunt Road from Sanborn direction are going east on they're flying they're doing 30 35 miles an hour and these poor people are trying to get out of Siebenthaler and it was just I was waiting for somebody to get t-boned that's how bad it was uh, so that may be something we have to look at uh, as well uh, if this works out the way it should, that might be the next one to take a look at. That or, or like, you know, we said the, the right turn only during school hours. Yeah. I think would alleviate that too. Mm -hmm. And then you're not throwing another stop sign in Yeah. for people to run. Yeah. Right there. I certainly didn't see any of that today, though. And I'd have a safety like committee meeting show uh, before we... Okay. Okay. I, I, that's all I've got, yeah. uh, Mr. President. Anything further from council? You know, one other thing for me, if, if you are indeed going to look at a, at a traffic officer out there, I, I hope you'll communicate with us. We we have one presently in, in Reading that sometimes causes more harm than good. So just for that information. Any so. final comments from the school? My name is Dave Stanger. I live at 105 Siebenthaler. And it might be sound kind of far-fetched, but has anybody ever thought about <clears throat> or studied into maybe making another exit down there somewhere? Maybe, you know, the back road, put a back road or something in to get out of that property down there. Has that ever been a thought? Did you ever think about that or study into that? or? We've looked at it here, and I don't think it would be easy at all if, if even it would be acceptable to where it, it would have it, to even, go. Even Evendale does not want a street going over there. Well, that, that property was given to the Archdiocese many years ago. Yeah. I was told very plainly by people in the know, and even told Evendale told Reading, you need to annex it because we're not building a road over there. They've since built a bunch of homes over there. There were no homes over there then. Okay. But Evendale doesn't want that traffic over there. That's, that's the unfortunate part. That would be a great um, solution to this problem, but it's just not going to happen. But we have looked into that, you say? No, we oh, yeah, we've done aerial looks and the terrain is not said. conducive yeah. to it at all. It's I've walked the perimeter of the whole 30 acres many times, and we've looked up and down for ways. Don't see one. Yeah. It's Thank you. Okay, last call, final comments. Raise your hand if you have one question anything okay we're going to close that discussion 
Uh, moving on to legislative session, there really isn't one. And last thing. Motion to adjourn. Second. Motion to adjourn by Mr. Boehner, second by Mrs. Kroger. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? We are adjourned. Everybody have a